Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I am Taylor Raglan. Uh, this is Brian Murphy, notably not Matt Welch. Uh, you got the you got the pair of us uh, for both podcasts uh, this week. As Matt is on his annual, um, let's see, solo burger uh, sabbatical, maybe is his, that a good way to put it? His annual hike yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the week before football really gets going around here. Matt likes to uh, take some well-deserved time off. So you got the uh, like I mentioned, you got the pair of us. Um, for both podcasts this week. Today we're going to be talking about uh, 4-5-A, uh, Division One, a uh, district that, you know, outside of the three Carrollton schools, um, you know, not a lot of uh, teams in our coverage area. Uh, and then Thursday we'll be talking about 5-5-A, Division One, which has many more, uh, all of the teams in that one. Uh, yeah, I know that district pretty well. We're intimately familiar with, so. We should have uh, got JT for this pod, just yeah. throwing, throwing it back throwing in here. Back. Yeah, I am the uh, not only the stand-in Matt Welch, but the stand-in Justin Thomas, um, as he's uh, he's left us with these these Carrollton schools. But I'm just here for moral support. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um, you know, like I mentioned, four, five, eight, division one today. Um, that's the district with Denton Ryan, uh, Birdville, Grapevine, Collegeville Heritage, uh, Denton, and then the three C uh, FBISD um, schools in Carrollton Creekview. Kelton Newman Smith and Kelton Arnold Turner. So those are the three that we're going to mainly focus on. Obviously, those are the ones that fall into our uh, coverage area. Um, and man, I, I guess as far as an overall thought <laughs> for those uh, for those three schools, I guess it's to put in a good thought because it's going to be another year of um, you know a, a tough uphill battle in that district. That district is loaded, uh, particularly at the top. Dent Ryan is just you know far and away. I think. Um, the best team in that district probably going to win that district. Uh, They're top five team in the state. Yeah, they've, Drew, they've lost Drew. three games in the last three years. Yeah, and and only getting better. Drew Sanders is unbelievable. But um, I guess we'll start, you know, with with uh, these Carrollton schools as far as the outlook for them. I feel like it's another season where the biggest games are going to be against one another. You know, the, yeah. the kind of. The championship. Creek, Creekview beat Denton last year. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Denton's kind of in that you know bottom feeder. Yeah. But this district is so split in half. Yeah. Or, oh, or yeah. maybe the the Carrollton schools at the bottom, Denton's somewhere in that mix, and then you have the four powerhouses at yep. the top. And it, it's just like how the, how it was you know a few years ago when they were with Prosper, McKinney North, yep. Little Elm, uh, and those schools. It was like all right, those you know top teams were in the playoff mix, five the top five, and then it was just like all right, well. Newman Smith and Al Turner. This might be our only win if we put when we play each other, and it's yep. the same situation yep. again. You know, it, it's rough. I feel bad for them. I wish they were thrown in there with, you know, like the Brian Adams and yep. the, the, the some of those Dallas schools, some of those you know, those five A Dallas schools that haven't had success you know, right. as of late. But then you'd have a weak team making the playoffs. Yeah, you know, as a two seed or something. So yep. I get it, but it just it just stinks. Yep. You know, especially for teams like you know Al Turner, Newman Smith. You know, yep. 
and Creepview, yeah. which, yeah. you know, I mentioned all the intrigue comes down to the triple threat, yeah. <laughs> the the match for the, uh, the CFB uh, ISD uh, title belt. That's kind of the bragging rights for any of these schools. And, and I guess, you know, as good a place to start as any is, is Newman Smith, who won that triple threat. I thought it was cool. Battle last you know, uh, oh, Newman Smith got him by, um, let's see, 21-18, I think. I mean, it was really close. Uh, both hmm. teams blew out Arl Turner. Yeah. Um, that was just... Arl Turner didn't win a game, did yeah, they? Yeah. I think Newman Smith beat him 41-7. to I don't remember what the final score of the preview is, but very yeah. similar. Um, but yeah, so the Trojans ended up taking that kind of city bragging rights uh, title belt last season. Um, but it was under the leadership of, of alum uh, Dave McMahon, who's gone now, uh, under center. And, and that's a tough thing to deal with, especially for these programs that... You know, you feel like you get some momentum. You feel like you get some talent. You feel yeah. like you get some numbers. You got a guy, you know, back there that's that's your dude, um, and leads you to you know, three and seven, which for some teams, yeah. But for but for the CFB ISD teams, that's that's not a terrible year. Yeah. I mean, you, you go and, and you beat your your two city rivals. You pick up another win somewhere else. Um, but yeah, Damon Man is gone, so they're going to need to find uh, a new signal caller, which is you know a big ask. But at the same time, they bring back. Uh, Corey Wyatt in the backfield. So, just 236 yards a season ago on the ground, which at first blush, you know, doesn't seem like a whole lot, mm-hmm. but he really kind of helped uh, McMahon get that offense going. He had 133 yards to the air, and now that McMahon's gone, you know, looking for a new quarterback, Wyatt's really going to factor in. He's he's very dual, I guess, as far as his nature. He, he can run the football. He can receive, um, you know, catch passes out of the backfield. Um, you know, so he's really going to be kind of the the number one option, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know who's going to end up playing quarterback, um, but having Wyatt back and, and kind of having some stability in the backfield is is going to be um, important for them and, and getting him involved and getting him to have, preferably, I guess, for them more mm-hmm. than 236 yards on the ground is, is going to be a, a big facet to their offense. Uh, Marshall Funches uh, had 386 yards and two touchdowns last season out wide. He's back. Um, you know, I, I think he was my player to watch. Uh, for Newman Smith, he's going to be key outside. You know, it always helps when you're breaking in a new quarterback if you mm-hmm. have somebody that kind of feels like a safety blanket um, out wide and somebody that you can go to. Um, so you can look for him to maybe have a little bit bigger year because it's going to be more about without McMahon, you know, and, and breaking in a new quarterback, it's going to be about some of those periphery guys, you know, getting in and, and having a bigger year um, and trying to kind of carry the load, um, you know, and, and see if they can get the Trojans that second consecutive quote unquote city championship. Um, let's see. Uh, Funches, you know, it's it's another interesting note. A lot of these smaller 5A schools, especially 4A, you know, we talked about 4A uh, last week, but some of these smaller 5A schools, um, or, you know, you don't want to say smaller, but maybe schools without the same kind of numbers at the mm-hmm. 5A level. We'll see guys line up both ways. Uh, Funches is one of those guys. He plays in the secondary as well. So, you know, you find an athlete like him, and, and you just kind of, Write him as yeah. much as, as much as oh, you yeah. can. You plug him in and, and play him wherever you can. Um, same way up front, you know, Andre Edwards and, and Dakota Miller are both uh, linemen on both sides of the ball for Newman Smith. So, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, a couple of juniors and Ted Petty and Douglas Hill, and then senior Luke. Oh man, uh, this name's going to get me. I think it's Maternowski. Maternowski. Something like that. It sounds, hey, it sounds. Uh, you know, it sounds like I kind of halfway know what I'm doing, but um, <laughs> it's kind of a three-way battle for the quarterback. You know, um, Hill in particular is very athletic, so maybe they just choose him to try to get some athleticism back there, try to get the ball in a couple people's hands, and, and see um, 
you know where they can go. We, we're talking about like Dallas much later down the road, but you know Brandon Ingle over there. Sometimes teams have to go with okay, who's one of our best athletes, and and what's the equation for getting them the football? <laughs> Who touches the ball on every play? I mean, okay. Denton Ryan does that with Drew Sanders. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I was looking at his numbers. Yeah. You know, I know he was he's special. You know, the I know in his high school career he's played you know quarterback, receiver, and all the spots on the defense. But dude, I saw his his stats. I, I never really noticed it last year. He had. 15 total touchdowns on offense, almost 500 total yards rushing and receiving. He had 119 tackles, eight sacks, and three interceptions. Who does that? Him. So yeah. So I mean, him. Yeah. So so it won't just be the Kelton schools using guys on both sides of the football in yeah. this district. Some may be more powerful than others. Drew Sanders, 6'5", 225. Right. You know, going to Oklahoma, but you know. I, the Trojans, they may have, you know, more of the skilled players and whatnot that we've been talking about. Arnold Turner, what's standing out to me, they got some big boys. Yeah. They got some big boys. They got some yeah, – they have 12 guys coming back. Um, I know they didn't win a game a year ago, but, you know, I, I'm seeing guys that are 270 and 230, 290. They have a guy named Joshua uh, Boshiro, 6'3", 290. I mean, I, I don't – I didn't Turner play last year. I, I mean, I don't know these guys, you know – you know, from from seeing them and whatnot, but just on paper, man, they got some big bodies. Yeah. Well, the issue for the Lions is going to be scoring. I mean, it's that yeah. simple. You know, last season they averaged four point four points, something like that. How is game. that possible? That's that's not a lot. <laughs> they never scored more than seven, and they averaged four point four. Hmm. So to even compete with, you know, the the Creek Views and Newman Smiths of the world, you got to score points. I mean, like I said earlier. You know, Newman Smith beat them 41-7. Creekview beat them 47-6. So it's not impossible that they can be competitive, mm -hmm. but you're not going to be competitive scoring 4.4 points per game. No. So, you know, I guess the, the optimism maybe for Earl Turner is that, you know, you get junior uh, Sergio Santiago back uh, under center. He saw action in seven games um, last season. Um, you know, that's important, like I said, for these teams. I was talking about McMahon earlier for Newman Smith. It's important for these teams with lower numbers where things are kind of in the doldrums mm -hmm. to have guys that are committed to coming back, guys that, that know the program, guys that have experience, uh, and that feel invested. And, and I think Santiago, obviously, you know, getting action seven games last season can be one of those guys. Um, he threw for 311 yards, um, the the program high for last year. I mean, it's it's... It's, it's crazy to talk about some of these teams in terms of the numbers because, you know, the, the quarterback with the most yards, 311, and then you go talk about teams like Denton Ryan even, yeah. and especially teams like 96A, the numbers are just so different. But for this, you know, type of program, you know, that's that's a decent year and, and um, you know, one that you can build off of. He just had one touchdown um, against five interceptions. Obviously, you'd like to see those numbers come together a little more. Um, but, you know, like I said, consistency under center is a big deal. So maybe, um, you know, maybe him coming back and, and having that uh, experience is going to help. Um, and then I mentioned, you know, like Funches with Newman Smith, uh, there's another two-way uh, junior for Al Turner and Donovan Smith. Um, he, he's a wide receiver in the secondary, just like Funches, a very similar guy. Um, just 50 yards receiving uh, last fall, and I don't think he had a touchdown through the air. But, um, you know, they lose a couple of wideouts to graduation. Um, that receiver core is a little bit up in the air. So you turn to a guy like him and his athleticism and hope that, you know, that's enough to kind of carry him to the next level. Um, you're going to rely on him a lot more. He's going to have a bigger role um, almost certainly with, with Santiago back there. So, you know, it's just another one of those guys where you kind of have to speculate, yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with these teams. But at the same time, 
you know, they have guys that are athletic enough, and they have guys that want to play and can play on both sides of the football, and, and Smith is, is um, you know, one of those guys. You mentioned uh, Bouchereau, uh, 290 pounds. Uh, he was hurt a lot of last year, which limited uh, his production um, on defense. I think he just had four tackles, but like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, he was hurt for almost the entire season. So getting him back is going to help. Um, I mean, if you're even somewhat athletic at, <laughs> at that size, then, then you're going to be a force in high school. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of near 300-pound guys running around. Um, you know that can do much about you if yeah. you're if you're athletic at all. So, you know it's 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 a it's an uphill battle. You know a lot like Plano West. Um, you know we've been talking about throughout the summer these teams that you know losses pile on losses pile on losses. You feel like you can't gain any traction. Um, you know you go winless and you and you just feel like you can't get anywhere and it doesn't get any easier in this district. Um, you know, literally comes down to again how well can you compete with the other Carrollton schools? You know, that's going to be Turner's mission. Um, I think they'll be a little better. You know, but but what does that mean? You know, and and I think the perspective is important um, with a lot of these programs because it doesn't mean that they're going to go five and five this year. You know, I think they'll be a little better. I think they're going to be athletic, but at the same time, it's it could mean scoring twenty one points yeah, in a game. Exactly. Except, like except if, it, yeah. if you lose to Creekview Newman Smith. 21-17 or even 35-14. I mean, th- that's that's a step. It yeah. sounds crazy, but that's a step from 41-7 and 47-6. That's a, that's a step forward. So Yeah, for a team that hasn't had a winning season in what? 20, 20 years? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't a long know. time. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's they're right there in that group with the other Carrollton schools um, as far as just playing to, to, to see any kind of improvement. Um, and, and then the last one, uh, also in that group is, is Creekview. And, and there's a little bit of a narrative there. You know, Arl Turner, the narrative is just try to get better somewhere. Yeah. Just try to take some kind of step forward, make some kind of positive uh, momentum happen. Uh, for Newman Smith, it's let's hold on to the belt. You know, let's beat them again um, and, and be the best Carrollton school again. Um, and, and for Creekview, you know, after that narrow loss, I think it was, yeah, 21-18 uh, to Newman Smith last year, it's let's get back on top. You know, they think that... You know, I'm I'm sure that they think that they have the the capability to beat Newman mm-hmm. Smith. I don't know if they think last year was you know a, a quote unquote fluke or if they should have won that game. Um, but you know, as far as the three Carrollton schools, Newman Smith and Creekview will likely again be the two kind yeah. of battling to you know be top dog and, and have those bragging rights. Um, you know, Creekview is a little different in the, in that they run the flex bone. You know, you you cover a Frisco team that runs the wing T. Uh, pretty similar flex bones, a little different, but you know it's all about with those kinds of offenses having a quarterback that knows the offense in and out, um, that's able to run it confidently, mm-hmm. that's able to make the correct reads. I mean, there's a lot going on <laughs> in that kind of an offense. There's a lot of pressure that falls on um, you know the quarterback making the correct read, uh, choosing the correct person to, to end up with the football because it can go really wrong really fast if if you don't. Um, and Creekview has that coming back in Brett Esch. Um, he's returning. Uh, he'll be. Uh, familiar with running that offense, he, um, you know, by all accounts, has has picked it up pretty well, and and they're pretty confident in his ability to, you know, make those those decisions and, and read the defenses, um, and, and run that offense. Which, you know, you look at a team like Frisco, if you run it well, 
it's it's tough to defend. You know, you're not used to it. Yeah. It's it's something that you know you don't see out of a lot of other schools. Um, so if a team commits to it and can run it well, it's you know it gets it gets tough to keep up with and tough to figure out how you want to defend it if it's executed properly. Yeah, Frisco's had success. They've had, yeah. they have multiple playoff wins mm-hmm. just in the last few years alone. And talk about the turnaround they just made. I've never seen Creekview play in person, so I yeah. don't know what it looks like in compared to. Frisco's, yeah. but if you have the right players, you know the right skill players, right running backs, you got to have the offensive line too. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, you got to have the big bodies. I don't know if Creekview has those big bodies, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, but yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't have their sizes written down. But yeah. They do return three starting offensive line okay. and Jordan Madrid, uh, Noah Words, and Jack Parker. So you know, like the quarterback, it's very important that you get those offensive linemen kind of ingrained and, and moving year to year and understanding this offense because especially with the flex bone. You're, you're essentially ignoring some of the defensive line and your blocking assignments are, mm-hmm. are different depending on, you know, the play you're running. So, you know, it's very cerebral, you know, for pretty much, you know, every part. So the more parts that you can have back that have already done it, you know, the, the more likely you are to be successful. And they also have running backs uh, back. I believe his name's Asai uh, uh, Pena. He had 498 yards and, and six TDs in 2018. Hmm. He's back. Yeah. So, you know, he's yeah. back. Um, Whiteouts, Sean Salas and Ian Tanner are back. So there's a lot of pieces back for Creekview, which like I mentioned, you know, you can't say it enough. That's very important to be able to run an yeah. offense like that. We're so used to seeing, you know, 1,200 yards rushing, this and that, in like 9-6-A, and, you know, with the Colony and, and mm-hmm. Little M and Frisco, but, you know, 500 rushing yards, when you're playing teams like Grapevine and Denton Ryan and Birdville, Colleyville Heritage, you know, in district play, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 That's not bad. So, you know, with Creekview, it comes down to you know, I, I feel like broken record. Like all of these Carrollton schools, it's going to come down to can you take care of business yeah. against the Carrollton schools? Um, maybe upset Denton. Maybe upset. I mean, they played season. They beat them like thirty to thirteen. Yeah. I think so. It wasn't even really. I don't know if you even want to call that an upset because Denton's down there. You know, kind of with the three Carrollton schools, as far as like you mentioned, there's a clear delineation yeah. between the four top dogs that are going to mm-hmm. make the postseason in some order, and then the four others. They they also ran so. You know, if Creekview and all this kind of consistency, all these returns that they have, 19 returning lettermen, um, you know, I could see them going, I don't know, four and six. I mean, they were three and seven a year ago and lost to Newman Smith. So you beat Newman Smith, you know, maybe you, you have some sort of positive year depending on what you do in non-district and, and all that sort of thing. So that's going to kind of be the battle to watch, you know, Creekview versus Newman Smith. That will once again, you know, I'm almost certain determine, um, you know, who wins the, mm-hmm. the Carrollton Farmers branch, you know, title belt um you know and then for Creekview that matchup with Denton is going to be important again you know the Broncos bring back 11 starters and 24 lettermen too um and Zylon Posey uh who is you know one of the district's better athletes um so that should be another good game that's you know another date that's kind of circled on the calendar for Creekview but week two they have a rematch with Frisco Liberty yeah and you know they they beat Liberty in double overtime last year mm-hmm. and I know Liberty kind of had a down year you know but they're that's still a quality program none of those Frisco teams yeah, are bad you know bad. they you, they have the resources they have the players they have the personnel and they beat it they beat a quality Liberty team so I mean take that as you will that'll be a big game to kind of determine you know where Creekview's at you know yeah. week two because they have a tough non-district schedule you know outside of teams like Liberty so that, that's another winnable game you know for them to maybe go four and six yeah like you just said yep um, I guess that's I guess that's basically it, man. There's not a lot to say about these these Carrollton schools. It's really going to come down to you know the overall theme for all of them is is what can you do um, within the city. You know what can you do as far as getting some positive feelings built up among your team. 
um, you know, it, it starts with baby steps. If any of these, if any of these schools are going to eventually compete, um, you know, maybe realignment's kinder to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's the number one thing mm -hmm. for getting these schools more competitive is is realignment, kind of breaking their way for once, and maybe putting them with some teams that are a little bit more on their level. I mean, it's not realistic to ask them to compete with Denton Ryan. No. You know, it's just not. You're no. not going to do that. Denton Ryan is going to beat the sign out of you every single year just because of how good they are year after year, how good they rebuild. You know, it's just, it's it's the way it is. Not even MJ Rivers and Lone Star could beat Denton Ryan yeah. two years ago when I saw yeah. them play. So what makes you think, <laughs> yeah. you know, the CFB schools can do it, so... Yeah, well, I guess that's about it for 4-5-A Division One. As we mentioned, you know, not a lot outside of the Carrollton schools, yeah. um, you know, there for us to talk about. We'll see who uh, who raises the, the championship Who do you banner. think it's going to be? I think Creekview. Me too. I do. Yeah. I, I think Creekview, you know, that game was so close last year with Newman-Smith. Newman-Smith is losing McMahon. I'm going to have to find somebody to play quarterback. Mm -hmm. Creekview has a lot more back, a lot more consistency, um, you know, a lot of experience running that flex bone. Um, and they lost by three last year. So I, I think Creekview. I think Creekview has a legitimate shot at being four and six. You know, taking yeah. a step forward. Mm -hmm. um, and and for all these programs, that's really all you can ask for mm -hmm. is, is just trying to make some form of progress, something that makes you feel a little better. You know, heading in year after year, and until maybe you get to a place where you know you're competitive, you're on that bubble or or something similar in realignment, as we mentioned, is, mm -hmm. is maybe a little yeah. kinder, but. Yeah, that'll do it for uh, for four five eight Division One. Brian and I, you know, just the two of us again, will be back uh, later this week to talk about uh, five five eight Division One. A lot of Frisco schools, Little on the Colony, should be a really fun um, district this season. A fun one to watch with a lot of budding rivalries, old rivalries, some some really good games. So we'll see I have a feeling out. I'll have to get my windpipes ready for that podcast. Yeah. I think we'll switch roll. I'll be <laughs> I'll be talking my brains off on that one. Yeah, we'll see how uh, we'll see how all that plays out, but. Until then, you guys have a good start to your week. We will talk to you again uh, on Thursday. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.